0: Another episode of Inspired Eye, and hopefully this time our voices are, will be clearer. Say hi, Don. Hi, Don. I mean, say hi. What's your nice nice hd voice because this is a new edition of the podcast it's the inspired oh, so, Eye. so we're going to like
1: we're doing like the fm cat so the inspired Eye. see today we got the grateful Dead on channel 16 you want to hear grateful Dead? it's really cool stuff we got in touch with jerry up there and having dialed one eight hundred heaven when the lord answered i said, i speak with jerry garcia he come on the phone and he's playing some really cool stuff with with weir so that's bobby bobby weir you know who that is bobby weir that's what we're doing today on the Inspired Eye in Heaven.
0: Uh, I wasn't around when uh, Flintstones were around. Sorry, man. I don't know. Who are you talking about?
1: Oh, yeah. You're one of those uh, George Bush the second guys,
0: right? <laughs> yes, the second guy.
1: Right. <laughs> the second guy.
0: Yeah, I don't the know.
1: the about... George Bush the kid. That's, that's your main man you looked up to, right? Okay.
0: But anyways, oh so we got we got some cool new stuff there. You know, we got some some new headphones, some new mics. Uh, we actually look like astronauts. Well, actually, I look like an astronaut. Don looks like a monkey with with some headphones on, right?
1: Earth calling Oliver. Earth calling Oliver. <laughs> okay, let's get going.
0: Let's get going. All right, so it's been uh, Don's uh, birthday, I think, uh, a couple of days ago. So, what's very interesting is this guy has been roaming the same streets for fifty years. Is that correct?
1: About that, yeah, uh, like forty-five. Maybe could be fifty. Depends how you count. Philly style counts as forty-five.
0: Yeah, so, so that's still that's still a yeah. lot. So yeah. we're, we're going to talk about um, roaming the same streets pretty much every day, right? Like two <coughs> or three times per week. Oh yeah. For fifty years, so how how do you do it, Don?
1: Well, that's, that's what I was saying uh, when the streets for Street Shooter. I was talking about, like, in, I was writing about analyzing your work, catalog, cataloging and organizing your work, and looking for your series, recurring themes, which is one of the important questions I ask in the interviews. Kind of like sneaking in. It doesn't look like it's really an important question. But if somebody is aware of recurring themes, you're never going to get bored. Because what happens is even if you're on the same street over and over and over, if you're working on curry themes your mind has like a filing system like a digital filing system and when something happens it's like you see a trigger mechanism or a scene is starting to develop it's going to take that image and, and make it something that you want to see through the camera and then the camera will make the photograph and cat and you'll catalog it. and then what happens is like all of a sudden the same street is not the same street anymore because you might have like Five, six, seven, ten recurring themes that all could come to life right on that one area or a certain block of a street, you know what I mean? So you don't get bored. If you get bored, you should go paint the bathroom, you know what I mean? You shouldn't be out there with the camera making photographs. I mean, something's wrong. You know, you know one of the big problems that happens today digitally that really didn't happen in an analog day, and it has nothing to do with the age of the shooter, obviously, unless... Of course, you just got into film now. The thing is, it's called instant gratification. When you worked in film, there was no such thing as instant gratification. Even Polaroid was not instant gratification. You know, you still had to process the 55 p.m. negatives. But here you go, you're out on the street, you're working, you got to come back, you got to process the negatives, let them dry, drink a cup of coffee, whatever, go down, make contact scripts, you know, contact sheets, then look at those, let them dry, then set up the enlarger and everything. So, you know, this whole process was not an instant gratification, where, you know, now you walk on the street with a digital camera, and basically 99 out of 100 are using digital cameras, and you go out there and you see something, you click the shutter, and in a matter of a fraction of a second, you have the image on your display, on your LCD, or your viewfinder. It's there. That's instant gratification. And what happens with that is that you, you take things for granted, you yeah. know? You, you do. take things for granted. You really take things for granted. I mean, you, you know, I, I, I get kind of horrified. I hear, you know, guys talking in like, oh, yeah, I went out today for five hours, eight hours, and I shot, you know, uh, 700 frames. 700 frames? I don't shoot 700 frames in a whole month. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. <laughs> Sometimes I do, but most of the times I don't. So, you know, that's because what, what they're looking for is something they're not going to find. What they're looking for is something that's going to persevere, persevere through time when they look at it and it just grows on them, which is what happens with film. It does happen digitally, too, if you know how to program yourself, if you know what you're looking for, your, your, your trigger mechanisms, the scenes, the stuff you're working in, the different motifs you're working in, your recurring things, all those things. If you're in tune with all that stuff, you shouldn't be having a problem out there. You really shouldn't be if you're in touch with your process. And your intent.
0: Mm-hmm. So how does knowing your, let's say, your trigger mechanisms, you know, how does that work? If you know them and you you enter the same scene, you've, you've seen, let's say, 15 times. So how, how is that? How are you going to find a picture in a sense?
1: That's what I was saying in the, uh, the Inspired Eye. I just wrote about organizing everything. So what we're talking about, we're, we're, we're talking about being a historian, a photo historian for yourself. You're your own photo historian. So you look back, if, I'm going to talk about Lightroom. Of course, you can do the same thing in uh, Aperture, but we're talking about Lightroom because that's what I work in. Not Photoshop, Lightroom, and there's a reason for it. The reason is you have a history. <clears throat> you can look at your work, and it depends how you, how you're, how you catalog things. I, I, I keep everything it's kind of crazy, but it's not crazy. I, mean, I, I see things chronological. Okay, so what happened is my very first digital image is whatever date it is, 0001, okay? So now I'm shooting a 09130617, which would be September 13th, 617, you know, is the frame number, then the sequence, then it would be 618, 619. What that means is if you make, if you have a folder in Lightroom and you call it, for example, like I do, one of them is called Dreamcatcher, Anything that like really catches me, like I call it the dream catcher, it goes into that folder or collection. They call it a collection. Now, when I'm going after the shooter, if I'm working on something, I'm really feeling like doing like the dream catcher. I click on that folder and now all these images from 10 years, 15 years are popped up right in front of me and I go through it and I can see what I've been attracted to. And I can see why I clicked the shutter when I clicked. I look at this, oh, that, that's exactly why I did that, man. Boom, boom, boom. And you see all this? Now, when you go out there, that stuff's all in your head. And all you have to do is find something that works with that body work. It does not have to be the same. It could be a transitional image. A transi- transitional image is try to visualize a uh, Scrabble board. And you're spelling words all the way across. And you have that center, the center tile. You could go either vertical or horizontal and mm-hmm. you can do the same thing anywhere. Well, the point of contact where you change direction, either horizontal or vertical, that is a transitional image. That's an image that could go to another direction, still be in there, but take it to another direction.
0: You've been in the streets for 50 years. You've been in Philly for 50 years, and uh, yeah. what you've also been in, in other countries. You know, you, you've yeah. been in, in uh, I think, India and France, for example. So, what, what's the difference between actually knowing? Because you've known these streets. I mean, you probably, if there if there's a tree that's that's missing, you probably see it. You know what it's mean? uh, that's so,
1: exactly right. It just happened a couple last week.
0: Really, what happened?
1: They cut five trees down. One of the spots I sit sit at is 12th and uh, 12th and Filbert, which is right by the uh, right by the Redding Terminal Market. It's kind of like by the convention center, the whole thing. But they have these really cool trees. There's like like six or seven of them. They're not really like major big trees, but I mean they stand like maybe 20, 25, or you know 25 feet. But they spread out. But they you can feel the oxygen coming from them because it's a lot of traffic, and they shade you in the hot weather. Well, they just went by a week and a half ago and cut all these trees down. They left these stumps that are about four feet high. They're going to take all them down. And then they're going to put these little, you know, little uh, dinky dwarf trees in, you know, that a doll can't even pee against. you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> He'll miss it. You know, it's like, yo, dude.
0: So, so you you know these streets very well. Yeah, so yeah. so what's what's the difference because uh, let's face it, you know travel is where uh, most people find their haven, you know. It's it's where people yeah. really think that their pictures lay in yeah. it's in the travel aspect. So it's you exact. so you having really worked the same streets for 50 years and also traveled, you know, what what's the difference and what would you tell the people that tell you that uh, the pictures are waiting for me in India or Japan or whatever or in, on a travel de- destination.
1: All your photographs are right here. They're all right here and right here. Okay, and right. you get them and you get them from right here.
0: Everyone. So right here means the yeah. I heart, and mind. I heart,
1: Yeah. Every photograph is going to stem from that. The uh, the difference. I love I love uh, France. I love Paris. I got some great photographs out of there. The big difference between working in, in Philadelphia and working in Paris I mean, was one major difference. I don't speak French. Mm -hmm. That's it. That was it. Other than that, everything else was beautiful. The streets were beautiful. Everything was just fine. I didn't have any problems with anything. It's language. But, you know, language is syntax. But when you're making photographs, it's a universal language. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. No matter where you are. The, 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 The dangerous thing, the dangerous thing for serious photographers is thinking that you have to go someplace exotic to make photographs. Because all of a sudden, what happens is, you you know, you go to you go to like Germany or you, you go to Australia or wherever you go, you know, and you're there for a week or two weeks. And it's great. and You're shooting your brains out. You know, you're nailed. You got all kinds of good stuff. You're looking on your iPad, your laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you get back to where you live. and You sit yourself. Oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to do anything until I travel again. I can't afford to travel till for two years. I can't afford to travel. So what does that mean? means you better buckle down and start looking in front of you is that when you're not in an exotic place, you're not going to find your image. You pre programmed your mind. That I can't find anything unless I'm in this really exotic place. That's a bummer, man. You know, true, that's really bad news, you know what I mean? Real bad news.
0: And most people stay the same place for most of the year. So how how do you somebody that's let's say what would you say to somebody that is kind of bored with what they are where they are, you know, and They've been out. They tried shooting. They don't feel it. They don't feel the the energy to shoot anymore. What's what's the what's the tip do you have for them? Because you you've been there for 50 years.
1: That's a very difficult thing. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of people. That that that's probably the number one fuel over anything. The number one fuel for gas, Your acquisition syndrome. And the reason I say that is here you go. You got X camera with wide lens, and you're shooting. you shoot and You can start to get bored. Because, uh, you know. The camera's not turning me on anymore. Well, the camera doesn't do anything, dude. The camera records. That's all it does, it records. You know, if you can't have a meeting of a mind with a simple instrument, I don't care what it is, you know, about how it's going to record, you got a problem. But if you have that relationship with the camera, then it's not that. So what happens is people say, Oh, yeah, I might get what I want with this camera. I gotta buy the new GS7. I gotta buy this, I gotta buy that. And then and then uh a fees gear acquisition syndrome, but it does nothing for your work. What it, you know, what it comes to, it really does. It, it, you got it. This is the exact reason that we do the Inspired Eye magazine. The single most important reason is that people who are hard at work making photographs can look at their work published in a magazine that a lot of people are reading and say, "Damn, man." This is great. My stuff's in the magazine. It looks great. Because when you do that, you're standing naked in front of the world. There's no doubt about it. you got your camera in your hand and you are standing naked in front of the world. Everybody's looking at what you do and what you think, especially when I ask questions. And all of a sudden you're at They, you know, I, look, of course, I could do an interview and ask different questions for different people. It means absolutely nothing. No, no result. But when if you go back, if you buy every issue and, and you look at all the interviews, the common denominator in here is how people think. And now all of a sudden they see their work and how they think. It's like that, that in itself is a service. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: a service to people. I'm not saying about buying a magazine. I'm saying when you stand there and look, you, there's no excuses. I don't have this lens. I don't mean nothing now. You're standing there naked with your camera in your hand, looking in the mirror the way the world's going to see you, that's your work up there, that's got to trigger something. That's got to do something.
0: Mm -hmm. And what about those who are not in the magazine?
1: That's why you read it. If you read the magazine, I mean, it's more more interesting to read the magazine than it is to be in it. You know, I mean, seriously, because when you're in it, it's like you see what you did. I guarantee most of the people who I've interviewed, and most of the stuff you did. The only people that read the interviews are the ones that actually were in it. They don't really care what someone else is doing because if if somebody is reading the magazine and they see seven interviews, for example, and they see a question like "What inspired you to become a photographer?" I ask that to everybody. There's no no set answer. There's a few common denominators, but there's no set answer. Then all of a sudden they can sit back and say, "Well, you know, that's, this guy here in the second issue—that's pretty much how I got into it." You know, and then they ask other questions. They can compare all the questions, right? And all the answers, they start to feel like they do fit in. And that does apply to them. And that they're not lost. And they're not doing bad work. And that whatever they are doing is important because they did it. Not because Cortez or Brisson. I don't give two to about what Cortez or Brisson or Winnie Green or anybody did. I love their work. But what's important to me is that people walking around the streets with a camera in their hand feel that they're worth something. They have value. Their work has value. Because who the hell is anybody to say it doesn't?
0: Yep, yep. That's the whole Inspired Eye thing is based on that, that what photographers do is important It is is valuable.
1: It's very valuable. It keeps people alive, man, you know? Mm-hmm. You be. You know, I, I'm, I'm not into, you know, having people, uh, you know, climbing in a little box someplace and say, Oh, I you know, I, like, I wanted to be a photographer, but I'm afraid I can't. I can't go out on the street, uh, uh. You know what am I supposed to do? You know, you know, this is feeding them. Just get them out there. They're getting out there, They realize that they fit in someplace.
0: Mm-hmm. L- let's just say somebody is in the streets and is absolutely dry. You know, th- that that that's my question. Like when somebody is dry, from roaming the same streets over and over again, what's Besides the magazine, besides not going into gas, what else?
1: On the street. On the street. Yeah, Yeah. no, on the street. On the street. On Market Street East. On Market Street East, baby, from Front Street all the way out to Market Street West to, say, 22nd Street. Okay? That's 22 blocks is all it is. Okay? On one street. How do I not get bored? Yeah. I walk the other direction. I go down in the morning. I go down late afternoon. I go down at night. The light goes all completely different. The amount of people on the street... It's completely different. Different times of the day. The energy from the people—they're like in the morning, like seven, eight, nine o'clock. It's my favorite time. One of my favorite times. To be after. They're walking around like coffee. The boss tells me just I'm gonna punch his freaking <laughs> lights out. I'm gonna leave a load in the toilet for these people. And I don't want to be here. You know, lunchtime. They're kind of they're like kind of drinking like Starbucks or McDonald's coffee or something. They're kind of like in the. You know, they're like in the groove, but they don't want to be there. But then when four or five, you know, three, four, five, six o'clock come, these people are partying. They're ready to go. They want to go home to their wife. They want to go home to their husband, go home to the kids. Nah, nobody wants to go home to the kids. But you want to go home and you want to party. You know what I mean? You want to get out there, you know, and, and that energy is in the air and it's in the people's the way they respond to the camera also Mm. the light is changing so how do you get bored you can't possibly be there all the time you know the the thing is that you know what really i really really enjoy michael penn that's why i asked him to do the interview and the reason is that he's on the same streets i am in the same city the same damn streets. but he goes out in times that i don't go out see he lives in old city so he goes out like eight nine ten eleven o'clock at night whatever it is it's dark I can't because I got to get home from there and I'm not driving. So I'm like, I don't feel like having to kill somebody on the will getting home because of my camera. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I got to throw them off the tracks or something, that could be a problem, you know? So I don't want to be in that situation. So I don't really go down there that late. He does. So when I look at his work, it's like, oh yeah, yeah I know where that, I can relate to like, you know, I see what he's responding to, but it's nice because I can see the difference in the scene and the difference in the light and the people that he's capturing. Even though it's the same exact place
0: I'm in. Like, mm, right? That's interesting. So, yeah. So the two to so the two things in case you're just bored with where you live and roaming the same streets is change the time, you know, yeah. change 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 the yeah. time where you go there and especially yeah. look into what you're doing. You know, know yeah. you gotta know yourself. You gotta develop yourself and look at your own yeah. work. Look back <laughs> at your work to see what attracts you. So that when it comes in front of you, you can realize it and and, and make it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a change of perspective will do it too. You know, a change of perspective is crucial uh, in your photography. And when I say a change of perspective, there's, there's, it seems that there's two two real good uses for the word perspective. And one is the way you look at something in your mind, the way you're looking at your subject matter. The important way for photographers is your stance with your subject matter. So when you're standing, when you go to a certain location and you stand in a certain place, you're, that's called the perspective that you're looking at. As soon as you move, you've changed your perspective. So you look at your perspective and say, you know, my 28 is too wide and it's been too wide. Every time I move up on a subject, I want to make photographs on my 28, a little bit too wide. So what do you do? You pop a 40 on or a 50 or something like that. And now you haven't really changed your perspective from the same point to the same subject, same vantage point. But what you've done is you've changed your angle of view, which appears to be changing your perspective because you're now getting less subject matter in in the frame. So, I mean, that that's crucial. One of the main things is is to uh, pay attention to your lens. Like my normal field of view was 35 millimeter. It real still is. But for the last couple of years, I've been shooting 28, almost 100%. And now if I take the next and put that 24 that you so graciously... Gave me that you will never get back. And when I'm dead, I'm taking that lens to heaven with me. You are never get that 2418 back. But when that lens on the next, I can look at a subject, hold that next up, and I'm 95% into the frame of what without having to do any It's right there. That's how close it is. So if that becomes like like complacent, you take that for granted. You put you put a 50 you know, a lens on this one to see like 50 millimeter and that's going to change things and that's going to make you rethink what you already know and, and have a different approach to what you already know that's you true. won't get, you won't get bored
0: you got to strike the balance between changing your focal length to start seeing new uh, old things new and actually buying some new camera and new gear so you got to be you got to be careful and knowing the difference that's because right. because before actually yeah I did this and like oh I suck, you know, if everything sucks, you know, let me just get a new camera, you know, sell it. Yeah, but you do right, so, so you,
1: yeah. you weren't lying to yourself.
0: <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, issue four of Inspired Eye is out, and you have to check it out. Go ahead and subscribe. It's really awesome. There's a lot of good people in there. And, of course, go ahead and submit your images on the website so that we can uh, hopefully put some of your images in the Reader's Gallery.
1: Well, from the Reader's Gallery, just step up to the interview. Because if I'm looking, you know, if I'm looking for someone to interview, I look in the Reader's Gallery also. So many people do come from, you know, I don't have other sources, but some people do come from the Reader's Gallery. The Reader's Gallery could also lead to a nice photo essay, which could be 15 or 20 photos in the spread, too. And that's, whoo, mm-hmm.
0: you know,
1: that's pretty hot, man, you know?
0: Yeah, we did We did pick some people from from the yeah. Reader's Gallery. Yeah. So go ahead, guys, and uh, share, tweet, and Facebook. And please let us know that you're there so that we can look at your stuff and or something out to do something in a magazine for the website. And we're actually looking for people right now for the website. People want to talk about their camera, give their um, user impressions. So if you want to do that, just give us an email and just enjoy your weekend, guys. And uh, see you next time for the new episode of Inspired Eye Podcast.
1: Yeah, there you go. Take care. Later.